Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I hope you're all having a beautiful week. I am here as per usual with my two lovely ladies, Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs and the Sharp Edge. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Mm-hmm. Glad doing to be good. back. I missed you guys. I yeah, know. I missed trip. you guys. Fortunately, my buddy James was able to help me out with the podcast last week. That yeah, you pulled lucky. that together. <laughs> the last minute too. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was pretty crazy. Great. I know, right? Well, we got we we got a bit to go through today. We've got part eight and nine of your psychological um, agenda. Uh, Russia and Ukraine updates, the spending bill, and Biden EO regulating crypto. Uh, anything else to talk about, ladies? Or that's it. Well, I'm sure that we'll you know ramble on various <laughs> topics throughout as we usually do, right? Yeah. Lots to cover, lots to cover. So I'm going to roll into uh, parts eight and nine of the 2030 Psychological Agenda, Obedience Training for Pre-K Through Adults. And I'm going to go fast because we're short on time. So uh, part eight, goodness gracious, is all about the surveillance, data mining, and social score for all. And this is probably one of the most important chapters of this nine-part series. So I get into um, the nitty gritty of exactly how they're data mining and how they're intending to use it. And it is, I mean, it is staggering. And I wanna remind everyone, this is not just through the education system. This is running through the workforce, through communities, through parents, it's literally cradle to grave. So we've got, if you scroll down, we've got the digital license for children, which I think we talked about in one of our podcasts, didn't we? Yeah, we did. that was happening over in Australia and New Zealand, and they're working to branch it out, of course. Accenture's tied into that, which is funded by Rockefeller. And that has to do with students um, to develop their social and emotional skills to navigate the online world because they want them all to be digital citizens with a digital ID. And then we got USAID's data jackpot, which is an insane insane how much money and projects they have put into this. They are the ones that have been um, pretty much asked by the UN to lead this mission on an international level to get help get sell, you know, on a global scale. And they're using these, um, these data measurements through tests, questionnaires, interviews, and aggregating it all. And if you look at my bullet points, if you scroll down a hair, the, the types of things they're asking, right? An empathy scale, child behavior checklist, uh, aggression questionnaire, behavioral and emotional rating scale. It's all about emotional intelligence, expected life evaluation, all kinds of good stuff. And, and this is their approach is, is all through, it's all to change minds and behaviors to get them to have a one mind belief system to be obedient. So we've already kind of covered that in the other chapters. This is this shows how they're actually data mining, what they're using to do this, how that you know, how what tools they're using and how they're interconnecting these databases um, through you know statewide and uh, international. So OECD I cover, also had covered in another one. I just wanted to reiterate this because this was a major survey they rolled out. Um, and I've, you know, of course I've got links in here so people can go in and see like the full 
19 page PDF on um, their, their big five domains of emotional regulation and how they want to <laughs> control minds. It's just the wording they use, the fluff they use. It's such a mirage. Absolutely so, it is. So the big one for me was <clears throat> the U.S. So I don't have children in school, so I wasn't even really familiar with this to begin with. So I start calling friends and I'm like, are you familiar with the statewide longitudinal data system that's been around for a long time now? And of course they're not. <laughs> excuse me but one of the reasons is because and i have links to it in here so you can check your own state is because all states have call it something else right so they bring in their own they've got their hardware their software the different tools they're using and they're pulling what started out in, in you know years back uh, i think it was the early 2000s as the uh well actually in 2002 what they did is they created the institute of education sciences which has four branches to it. And then they have 10, 10 education research laboratories to that. So one of the branches is the National Center for Education Statistics. And they're the ones that support this whole statewide longitudinal data systems program. And I show the, the, uh, the hierarchy here from the office of the commissioner down. Now this started out as your basic, you know, they would collect data on, um, gosh, on demographics and grades and various, you know, basic simple things to keep track of the education system. And this was all a congressional mandate. But what what's happening, and, and, and one tidbit on this. So in August, 2021, Biden appointed Dr. Peggy G. Carr as commissioner of the National Center for Education. So she has sent, she also um, leads the NCES international studies through the OECD and serves as the vice chair of the governing board of the program for international assessments, PISA at the OECD. Isn't that interesting? So she later on goes on to become the uh, head of uh, la 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 la. Trying to think if I have this straight here. Sorry, going as fast as I can through this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, maybe she wasn't the one. Let me keep scrolling down because one of the ones, no, I think she was ended up becoming the uh, head of later on ended up becoming the head of castle, which is, you know, the Rockefeller founded, which created the whole cell programs back in the mid nineties. So, so here's what's happening now is they're now taking and they're expanding on these, these databases. Have you heard of this by the way, edge? You I have not. Mm -mm. Okay. So, what they're doing is because they have these these databases in place where they've been sharing data for you know a couple decades now now they're integrating the whole social behavior and emotional learning into it so they're going to start gathering this data and putting building up that information into these databases so what does this mean? I mean, this just screams social credit score to me. This is going to be Absolutely. like where they, where they take uh, from the time a child is born, instead of a birth certificate, it'll now be like a digital ID. Then they'll roll through the education system 
where cell is completely embedded in and they're being completely surveilled, data mined, questioned about their family life, their emotions, their feelings, so they can manipulate their minds. And then they gather, they build a social score as they go through their life. And they're already, they've already begun tying all of this into the workforce. So you have big business involved in all of this. Makes perfect sense. This is like laying the foundation for the social credit system so that even at the earliest of ages, they can start identifying those who are going to be non-compliant and start trying to target those uh, with more re-education programs. (laughs) Yeah, the Chinese model. Exactly, exactly. And they, you know, and this starts in, uh, cell starts in preschool. So it's, it's a, a complete, complete beyond indoctrination system. This is their psychological agenda to get everyone obedient into their whole new world order. So then we have the uh, National Science Foundation, which uh, is just up to their eyeballs in so many agendas. It's not even funny. Uh, I covered them in the the book I just published. Um, I covered a lot of the stuff they were doing there. And I also covered them in part five of this series. So I won't, I won't go into that. Panorama education, cell measurement tools, they're deemed number one, go figure, because it's reported by Titan Partners, who's supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Cassell. <laughs> so they're, they're currently serving 15 million students in 21,000 K through 12 schools across 1,500 districts in 50 states. And they roll out all these surveys and analytical software. And you can see I have a couple just little examples. Well, let's, let's check the kids in and ask, how are you feeling today? What emotion are you feeling most? And they, they ask uh, parents about you know, the home life, which is a CPS dream in my opinion. Um, so it's, they also have an adult SEL toolkit and they've got a playbook for interventions that teachers, that teaches educators how to change mindsets among other things. And what's, what's interesting about this one is being the number one measurements tool is they were founded in 2014 by, I'm gonna butcher these names, Aaron Fuhrer. Uh, how do you say that one? How do you say his name? X-A-N, Tanner, Zan, X-A-N, Tanner. I don't even know. I'm not sure. (laughs) David Crow. So uh, they founded it and it was initially backed with a 4 million round by Mark Zuckerberg, Google Ventures, Ashton Kutcher's A-grade investments and Yale University. Hmm. Not sketchy (laughs) at all. No. Now, I wonder if this relates to um, the surveys that you're talking about, these social and emotional surveys, but I've definitely seen surveys on social media, say, posted by Libs of TikTok, for example, where these um, teachers are are asking students all about their gender identity and what they would do in certain situations. Yep, it's all part of this. Mm -hmm. This is all about, you know, equity, inclusion, gender, race, all of it. yeah. So, so critical race theory, you know, there's, there's all these different, it's hard to explain. So there's different groups and different agendas, but they all bleed in, but this is the master one. This is like the master agenda because it is the mind control one that, that goes from cradle to grave. 
And so it's not, this is not just about the education system. Like I keep saying, they just, they use that as the doorway. Um, so. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that uh, I've even seen, you know, uh, workplaces doing similar types of surveys um, for yeah, their employees. They are, they are. It's all part of this program. So the, uh, the father-in-law of Tanner is Attorney General Merrick Garland. Yes, who- yes. That totally <laughs> rang a bell. I was thinking this whole time. I'm like, I can't, this, this sounds so familiar. I wonder if it's connected in any way to Merrick, Car- Merrick Garland's son-in-law and that program yeah. that he runs. Yeah. So he's the one. So Garland's the one who penned the memo tasking the FBI with investigating alleged incidents of violence against school staff on October 4th, 2021. That's when parents were rising up against the critical race theories. So the AFL filed a Freedom of Information Act seeking records bearing on potential conflict of interest concerns created by Attorney General Merrick Garland's October 4th memorandum, mobilizing the department's National Security Division and the FBI against parents speaking out against critical race theory and extreme gender ideology indoctrination in public schools. So they added that his Tanner's uh, financial interest in a uh, business that benefits from CRT and gender ideology indoctrination might render the attorney general's participation in measures to promote or protect such activities. So, so yeah, that's, <laughs> and I don't know, you know, I tried to see if they had gotten that yet. Isn't it, is it 90 days? How long do they have on, on a FOIA request? Oh gosh. Good question. I don't remember. For some, for some reason I'm thinking 90 days, but I might be wrong there. So, so then we have, well, the, if it's big pharma, it'd be like 76 years maybe, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Oh Lord. So the center for economics of human development, which is out of the university of Chicago, this is a huge one too, because this goes back to professor James Heckman and everything kind of stems out of the university of Chicago and Chicago area with Castell, the cell programs, Pritzker's involved, just all of it, cesspool, total cesspool. So um, I have a lot of information in here on this, um, but, but in particular in 2018, they held a conference with um, leading scholars on developing the next generation of measurements. And they're trying to get to the bottom of how to measure personalities and what things affect change of personalities and behavior. It's funny <laughs> yeah. how school systems just, just don't care about grades anymore. I think in no. some, some school systems have <laughs> eliminated the F completely, right? Because yeah. that's racist now to get oh, an F. So, so that's just basically changing what it, an A, a B, a C, and a D mean anymore. <laughs> right. but, so they don't care about grades anymore, but they certainly oh, no. do care about your I don't emotion. care about education anymore. Mm-mm. No, no let's be honest. It's shaping opinions and feelings now. That's what yes, school it is all about, about emotional intelligence, mm. which is really about the social credit score and digital workforce. So, so rolling over to uh, part nine, this I had so much fun doing. I know I'm a little neurotic and crazy, but I was so anxious to finish part eight so I could start part nine and build the timeline because I'm a timeline freak because it shows you so much. And so for anyone who doesn't have the time to read the full 132 page book I just wrote, (laughs) which is available in my bookshop in PDF download if you prefer it in that format as opposed to clicking through all the reports here. Um, 
the timeline, if you just read through the timeline, I put the major key points starting with 1903. Now, I didn't, I didn't do a ton back then, you know, I just between 1903 and then kind of 1994 is where it starts really kicking off. And you'll see, you can just like scroll down their edge, you'll, you'll see it's, it's quite an extensive timeline, but it, you can see their mindset and their planning and their strategy and the funding and how they they molded this and made this all happen and how it's now we have you know federal funding going into this the entire u.s department of education just all of them everyone's on board here so many people are on board that this one took me a while to do this is a massive timeline yeah and and if you scroll down to the key players i have over 580 <laughs> 580 that I alphabetized of people, nonprofits, companies, and government involved in promoting teaching and or funding cell and uh, WF's vision for the future of education. Now, 50 of these that I put in bold overlap with the book I just published on the vaccine ID passport agenda. Wow. So it's uh, like it would be easier to list who's not involved. <laughs> right. I, I know, this, right? This, this is an encyclopedia. <laughs> this is this is a short list. I mean, this is a short list. You know, I I I could go on if I researched for a full year on this. I could probably accumulate five thousand names easy. Um, but but these are a lot of your bigger key players, um, the ones who are pumping out the curriculum on this crap, the the apps, the data aggregating, the um that are funding it. Certainly, those that are funding it and that are behind the. You should definitely uh, tick off which one has, uh, which ones have left Russia. What's that? <laughs> which ones have left Russia? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so, it's funny though when I when going to the top of this timeline here, it started with, of course, the Rockefellers. And uh -huh. if you look, and I'm sure that you've done this before. I mean, I can't remember all of your reports, but um, <laughs> when you when you start a timeline looking at big pharma and i've done this before because when i've reported on Corey's digs before uh doing that that medical yeah re report just prior to covid breakout you know it really did all start with the rockefellers and so mm -hmm. like you can see how this is like a generational thing they've been planning this for decades not just with what's happening now and with the big pharma mafia but what has happened to the educational system and really more of a cradle to grave indoctrination system and re-education program oh, yeah. and social engineering program and that's that's the, that's the scariest thing about it is this wasn't put together in one day like they've had a very very long uh long timelines to put this thing they they played the generational game oh yeah and you'll and that's another thing you'll be able to spot as you go through this timeline you'll see when they started kicking it up a notch when they started working it into policy and legislation and when the billions really started pouring in and so 2016 was kind of the the pivotal from all the research i've done what i see is that 2016 is when they went full throttle on this they just they just went all out put through like 200 pieces of legislation um leading up to there's even some things leading up to that would indicate to me they they knew the uh pandemic was coming and then used that under the mental health 
in order to get the, the funding. And then Biden brings in the key players into the Department of Education who will happily and willingly roll that crap out. So it was all very, very well designed and played out. And we now have um, billions pouring into this. So it's, it's something that Especially every- when you parent, mentioned, sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. Every parent needs to be aware of, but every adult needs to be aware of too, because even if you don't have kids in school, this is, so, okay. So I could say, well, I work from home. I'm not working for some big corporation. I'm not working for like, you know, the, the big bad companies out there. And I can avoid some of this eh, to a degree. But the problem is, is we're all interconnected and this is one giant plan. So if two thirds of the population fall into this, we're all gonna end up getting roped into it. Just like the crap we saw that went down around COVID. So right. everyone needs to get on board with this and understand the levels of mind control. And this is not just through the education, this is through technology, through apps through, um, they call it brain training. They have all, I, I have the funding section in here. I forget which part, six or seven. And you'll see that AI, they are pumping trillions into AI because they want to use the, the whole virtual world. And we already know how much mind control they're capable of through these devices. In fact, uh, Dr. Mercola just did a great um, article on, uh, transhumanism and AI. And what I love about his site is they post for 48 hours and then they go poof, but he has PDFs on everything. So people can download and archive all of this. So it, it's really important for people to have their eyes on this and we're being distracted by all these other agendas right now. And in the meantime, they're rolling out the ultimate mind control plan against the globe. This is in 110 countries already. Well, in order to get people to buy into their scams, whether it's COVID or this entire united one voice, you know, in favor of supporting Ukraine and the implications that that has globally on all of us, they have to first make sure that everyone um, is brainwashed and going with the narrative and is not going to question it. Um, so this is such an important key thing for them to lock in in order for all of the other scams to work. And um, yeah, I, I, I can see how, how even if you're not one who buys into it, if two thirds of the population or whatever the case is, does buy into it, they just never see the psychological warfare that we've been under for two years and is still ongoing. Um, it's it's because they actively attack those that are against it anyway i mean if you were to come out like and say you know i don't know what's going on in 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 europe at this point in time i don't know what's going on with russia and ukraine and i don't really support support any of them i'm just watching this for how it plays out they will attack you you know absolutely how dare you will. not support ukraine how dare you not look at Zelensky like he's some sort of a hero Right. Hero. right. Do not question that. Right. And, you know, I just, if you scroll down to the conclusion, I just want to read a couple of points here. Um, so I, I link a CIA document titled Brainwashing from a Psychological Viewpoint. 
And I actually covered this in part five of a five part series I did on COVID where, uh, you know, fear is what is really driving this. And so in this brainwashing document, they talk about how they're able to carry this, carry, you know, brainwashing out. And they say, when, when reduced to extreme dependency and confusion, the individual is ready to react favorably to any person or idea which promises to end his painfully confused state. At this point, the re-education begins, just like you were saying, Edge. And another thing I just want to read before we move on to Ukraine and Russia is this is from a 2013 <clears throat> white paper from the Global Health Summit, which was funded by the Rockefeller Foundation called Dreaming the Future of Health for the Next 100 Years. They say in the in this doc, and I link the document, so feel free to read it. It's, it's very dystopian um, reading. <laughs> so they say, we will interact more with artificial intelligence. The use of robotics bioengineering to augment human functioning is already well underway and will advance. Re-engineering of humans into potentially separate and unequal forms through genetic engineering or mixed human robot raises debates on ethics and quality. A new demo demography is projected to emerge after 2030 of technologies, uh, robotics, genetic engineering, nanotechnology, producing robots, engineered organisms, nanobots, and artificial intelligence that can self-replicate. Debates will grow on the implications of an impending reality of human-designed life. And, and, and it, 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 get, it gets just worse from there throughout this wow. whole document. And this is, their, this is their vision, you know, and they're all on board with this UN agenda, which the 2030 agenda, which everyone agreed to back in 2015. Um, and point four of it is about the whole education system itself. So th they're which explains why 2016 was a really strong key kickoff for starting to push sell up a notch quite right. 10 notches. <laughs> when you consider who they thought was going to win in 2016 and carry out this agenda, I can see, but yeah, even 2016 was a very important moment mm -hmm. in time. And uh, yeah, that's definitely why they ramped things up. And here we are, here we are. And so the next um, psychological warfare that we're facing currently is, is Ukraine. And uh, there is so much misinformation, so much disinformation, plus this real pressure for, for everyone to be on board with one narrative and to, to not question it just go along and it just baffles me because we've been under psychological warfare for two years now many people were waking up to that and now here we are starting all over again how many people are buying into the psychological warfare a lot <laughs> yeah a lot it, i mean it's, it, it's, it's like funny people see this as black and white and there it's very complex it's very complex. I mean, war is complex already, but then adding all this on top of it uh, just makes it even harder to distinguish. I was actually uh, having a conversation with my cousin the other day, called me out of the blue, and I was talking with her, and she brought up the exact same thing. So normal people are talking about it. She's like, geez, the amount of people I see on Facebook, like flying Ukrainian flags and all that. I'm just like, Jesus, these people don't know what they're talking about. 
She's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm not the one going around bragging about it anyway. Right? She's at least smart enough to acknowledge that she doesn't know. Exactly. Exactly. I think that um, it would be really naive to say that any one of us know everything that's going on because literally the information that we're getting is either Ukrainian propaganda, Russian propaganda, or our own deep Mm -hmm. state propaganda. And so um, you have to question everything and at first admit that you don't know everything that's going on because of the level of propaganda that's being pushed on us. But it looks like the Western war propaganda machine, plus the members of parliament in Canada, Canada, members of Congress, and the Biden regime, I mean, they're and the normies of the Western countries are all in full support of Ukraine and pushing for more action, including a no-fly zone, which Zelensky had addressed Canadian Parliament and U- U.S. Congress this week, begging for more lethal support as well as a no-fly zone, to which the speech received a standing ovation in both Canada and the U.S. And Ed, it's crazy that the amount of people that don't understand what a no-fly zone details. A no-fly zone will legitimately start a global conflict. Even though on the backside of it already, it is a global conflict. You are seeing countries manoeuvre their pieces with this original push. You see a lot of people looking at america now especially with the biolab allegations you see the west kind of just going no america didn't do it uh because they've said that and then you've got countries like china coming up going well you need to kind of show us some sort of a proof right you have saudi arabia and the uae uh backing away not even picking up the phone for biden but yeah talking to putin so you see countries moving uh, their pieces at the moment and it is you you are really seeing a, a, a breakaway of um uh like a one solid uh world in in, in into other at other factions now into and something we have not not seen in a long time i mean america's always kind of hold the forefront i mean the us dollar is used everywhere and you have, you know, countries moving away from that now. You have even India that has started to, you know, buy oil and all that up in using yuan. So it's 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 weird and it's strange seeing these breakaways, but it's also not surprising. No, and I think it's actually all part of their plan, their diabolical plan. But it is incredible to watch how they're not quite people are not questioning, they're not challenging, it's just full support for an escalation of the war on the heels of these two years worth of psyops by our political leaders around the world. People have got to wake up to the manipulation that's happening here and know that they're using our emotions by telling these horrible, terrifying, horrific stories to get us to comply and move forward in this sort of aggressive way. And um, anyone 
at this point, who sees past the war propaganda or calls out the Ukraine for their corruption or calls out the bigger agenda by the globalists to use this crisis to their own advantage. They're just Russian assets who are committing treason, like Tulsi Gabbard here or Tucker Carlson, who have been speaking on the topic of biolabs and the, the legitimate concerns that that has and the U.S. involvement in that. I mean, um, Tulsi Gabbard just recently had um, spoken out about this, about the biolabs, and then Tucker Carlson covered it. But, you know, uh, Mitt Romney stepped in and called uh, Tulsi Tulsi Gabbard Gabbard treasonous uh, for just speaking about the facts um, of these biolabs to which our own U.S. undersecretary admitted, right? Yep. <laughs> That's the craziest thing about it. Yeah, you know, Saki came out and going, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, we don't. And it's like, are you not believing what you hear here? You're not believing exactly what you say. It's just your typical form of, of mass gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not big on Tulsi, though. So I question mm-hmm. her reasoning for bring for talking about it quite personally. And I'm sitting back and observing this all. And I have several theories that I'm not even going to talk about because I'm not. This just isn't a topic that I am even close to any kind of expert on. So I'm observing and seeing. But there's a lot of things at play. Some things I think are for good, some things for bad. And I'm just mm. I'm just going to keep my eyes on it definitely not buying most of the propaganda though definitely not it is it is strange how how quick people jump though i mean we we've all seen propaganda for the west and it's something i posted on high find i think a couple of weeks ago uh, a couple of weeks ago i saw this interesting propaganda movie that came out of russia so i was like i'm going to post that because i think it's interesting Mm-hmm. On, uh, on on hive mind and i posted it and it was full on like a call of duty war game it i i suggest you go have a look at it it's it's how russia do, does propaganda um and i even said in my description you know we've all seen how the west do it let's see how russia does it and it's amazing how many people jump on there like jumped on and was like oh my god you know i fully support russia how dare you you know you you get fooled by the other side i was like no 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 no. you're not understanding i want to show you both sides here just because i'm posting it doesn't mean i don't you know agree on some things or disagree with some things but i think i think people need to step back and watch their bias as soon as they jump to one side Right. Before the other, I just realized that there's bullshit coming from both sides here. From all right. sides. And mm. what people need to understand is that everything that they are doing to cancel and sh- sanction Russia, they will and have already turned on their very own citizens and a heartbeat for right. non compliance with the regime's narrative. Okay, so we all may be pro sanctions for, for what's happening with Russia. Or, you know, many of us may be pro-sanctions, but you have to understand that the machine, this private-public partnership to completely cancel Russia will and has already been turned on our own citizens um, for any any kind of non-compliance. Look at what happened in Canada um, with the people that were political dissidents there. And so you have to understand that this machine that has been unleashed it it's not going to stop if as long as the people don't even recognize what it is you know and right. and how it's being used and manipulated and will be used on us and mm-hmm. 
you know, if we, you know, if, if you just look at the, the way that they're handling the discussion around the biolabs, they're so triggered by that, that you know that we're on to something. I mean, they're calling it disinformation, although we have documents to prove it. We have the Undersecretary of State even talking about it. But they're calling people who even discuss it, you know, as being uh, Russian assets, they should be put in the gulag, um, you know, and they should be canceled. So you can see how it can be very quickly turned on our own citizens mm -hmm. for simply asking questions. Right. And you got to remember, this is a, a government that destabilized Libya. For nothing more than, than than they were worried about Gaddafi, about something that Gaddafi didn't do. Uh, this was uh, a, a, a government. I'll say government because not a country because it is this those elite people that are doing these things. Um, same people that went to war in Iraq because WMDs that didn't exist for vials of things that helped them invade countries. I, I'm I'm a little bit. Um, not so quick to jump on when they say that they don't have these things. I do not believe them straight away. And that goes for other countries as well. Right. I mean, and um, journalists like Laura Logan have spoken out about this. There's so much disinformation. There's so much um, deep state activity in Ukraine. I mean, she was just fire in this nine minute clip um, that Corey and I were discussing, you know, off the air. Um, I wish we could play the whole clip, but um, you can't talk like this. I mean, if you do, you're absolutely targeted and canceled these days because of the the control that they want to have on the narrative, right? So maybe I should just play, you know, a minute or two of Laura, Laura Logan dropping truth bomb after truth bomb. And we'll have to put the full nine minute clip in the description because it's so worth it to share with, you know, friends and family and anyone who wants to listen um, about how we're being corralled into having one um, thought process, one, you know, we're not allowed to challenge the narrative. Right. And I love it because <clears throat> she... <laughs> everyone she talks fast like me <laughs> but she does not let them they they kept trying to interrupt her and she's just going man she's like on fire i love I feel, it I, I feel you like black out when you go in those rants and then like shake your head and like <laughs> what happened what happened <laughs> all right so i don't even know if i cued this up right guys so i'm just gonna and when i play it i'm not gonna be able to hear it but i'll play like a couple minutes of it hopefully it's you know because there's so much good stuff in here i i probably can't even go wrong with how I queued it up. So hold on, let right. me switch it over. I mean, Zelensky was selected, like so many of our leaders. And honestly, with, with big tech and with election fraud these days, we don't know how many leaders all around the world have been yeah. selected for us and weren't actually voted in. But what we do know is that there are increasing problems with technology and the digitization of our world, because Look at what's happening with COVID. Look at what has happened globally. We are fighting the same battles all over the world. To pretend that this war is about Russia and Ukraine is a just a barefaced lie. Yeah. If Putin has been warning for 15 years that he is not going to stand by 
while the globalists take over the world, build bioweapons facilities and whatever else they're doing in Ukraine, Ukrainian yeah. oligarchs, Ukraine has been a center of money laundering for you know many of the leaders in this country for how long? Billions of U.S. dollars have been laundered through Ukraine, and we say nothing about it. These are our tax dollars. I mean, before the impeachment trial, had you ever heard of anyone in the United States, I mean, us bringing in foreign governments to the White House for anti-corruption right. training? I mean, does nobody question these things? Why do we not question them? We have an well, idiot uh, like Lieutenant Colonel Vindman hmm. who goes at the impeachment trial and sits there as a lieutenant colonel he didn't even make colonel, and he's telling the president of the United States what his policy should be. You have a traitor in the form of Maria Yovanovitch, who was Obama's ambassador, who's telling mm -hmm. Ukrainian government officials, don't listen to the will of the American people, don't listen to well, the election results. We are the true leaders of America. I mean, and then people object when the woman isn't even fired. She's given a cushy job for life at Georgetown University at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer, and we're told that the president of the United States cannot say to his foreign counterparts, you know, that we want yeah. you to look into something. But Joe Biden he can withhold as much aid as he wants to. I mean, right. there's so much hypocrisy and dishonesty here. And Ukraine is well, at the center of it all. Go back to Russia collusion. Go to Alexander Chalupa. Go to Eric Caramella, the, the whistleblower who went to work for Adam Schiff, who wasn't really a whistleblower. Right. And all those corrupt people in the deep state. And you know what? The deep state isn't a theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual deep state. Look up the SES, the Senior Executive Service, because when that bureaucracy was ushered into law in the United States right. of America, that's when we got a bunch of unelected bureaucrats well, pulling the strings behind the scenes. And these are Laura, the people that keep lying to us. Absolutely. And pardon me, we've got a, a live chat where we're streaming on Getter, for example, and I'm watching it as you're talking. People are talking about how you're dropping truth bombs and you're a real journalist. And I know that having worked alongside you for many, many years when you're at CBS and many other places. And maybe they didn't want to hear the truth, but you're dropping those truth bombs now. Unfortunately, we've got to hit a break right now. We'd love to have you back in the days ahead. We love having you on. Laura Logan, thanks for joining us on Real America's Voice. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we'll certainly have her back. Fire. Love it. Yeah, Fire. you got to You got to hear the full thing. I mean, it's yeah. nuts. And she just talks rambles like that for the whole thing. And it's just truth bomb after truth bomb, which you don't actually ever get. And even you could, as you mentioned, Corey, the reporters on Real Voice America or Real America's Voice, which is, you know, conservative and usually will air stuff that, you know, other stations won't. But even they were uncomfortable. They were like, oh, we got to get her off quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, they did have they did have a couple questions for her too. They wanted to squeak in, but I love it that she just kept going and going and going. And that's what you got to do with these people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have to interject one thing because I just got this email, um, and I'm finding this rather interesting. So at first, my report that I published in the bookshop, I started getting emails from people saying, "Hey, I've been waiting to download your report, but I don't see it in the bookshop." I'm like, "What do you mean? It's right there." They said, "Well, maybe it's because you're logged in." So I go back and look and sure enough, it's not there. So I had to go in and I had to clear the cache on my site in order for people to see it. So now I just got a message saying that um, a lady downloaded it on her phone and she was uh, trying to print it. She got halfway through the book and then all of a sudden a pop-up appeared from her provider, which uh, 
Wi-Fi and cell services Xfinity and the pop-up appears and states that my provider has removed the file. So she, wow. she has the download, so she'll be able to, you know, work around that, but what in the hell's going on? <laughs> so for anyone who, who was trying to download it, uh, I apologize. It is now fixed on my site and it is in the bookshop, but I don't know what's going on here. I recommend downloading it to your computer not your phone or both, you know. Okay. Definitely good to know if you are trying to download um, Corey's nine part series that she just finished publishing. All right. Good to know, Corey. Going back to the Russia thing, um, while the politicians and mainstream media and the entire West is pushing more towards aggression, more towards extending and expanding this war, Um, It looks like there's actually negotiations happening uh, between Russia and Ukraine uh, for peace and um, that those are possibly going to be successful um, as long as Ukraine um, decides to no longer have, have ambitions for NATO, remain neutral like Austria or Sweden. And the way I'm reading it, uh, just kind of reading between the lines, you know, it, it includes to my not to my uh, opinion that Ukraine is basically agreeing to stop being the proxy for the U.S. deep state operations that are happening in that country. It's hmm. the, it's, it's it's to eliminate all neutrality, uh, no military war bases in there, no sort of uh, American assets of any kind, uh, and who who knows where this goes and who knows what else there is behind this as well but um it's it's interesting to see like as that's going on you know you have the western media of course blastering this stuff and say saying the other thing but it's it's also interesting how quickly lizinski has kind of uh pushed back a little bit i mean he was very brazen for the first three weeks i i think he he overestimated the amount of help that the West were willing to give Ukraine. So let's let, let's see how this plays out. It's it's very interesting. I mean, you, you you have an iron wall getting created as we're going. I mean, Putin the other day, um, and look what you got to take everything these these people say with the grain of salt. And that goes from Biden to Putin, both of them. You got to stay in the middle here, but he's banned. Right, the, the, there was already sanctions going on it, but he's banned Facebook. He's banned uh, the BBC, Instagram, TikTok. Oh he's yeah, he's all, also all of these Western things. He's mm. also sanctioned Biden himself, Biden. as well as his Hunter <laughs> and Hillary Clinton. Mm. So <laughs> interesting. So it's, it's 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 like you see protesters getting arrested. Like, of course, that's going to happen. The you know he, but then on the other side of that, you see the hypocrisy of the West while this is happening. Like, how dare he put a put a censorship on free speech and a free press? <laughs> oh, and it's that's like, hysterical! Oh watching that, are you kidding me? <laughs> watching them run around. Like they haven't been censoring us for years. Not like we haven't been on pirate radio for years doing the same thing. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. And meanwhile, meanwhile, we've got, um, you know, 
troops amassing in Australia in your neck of the woods, Speaker. U.S. troops are being deployed by the thousands to Northern Territory in anticipation of potential war against China over Taiwan. So this is perfect cover, you know, what's happening in Ukraine. It's a perfect diversion for China to be able to make their own moves on Taiwan. How do you think this is going to affect you guys? Um, like I said, there's alliances being drawn here. Um, and I think the West might actually start be like starting to wake up to it now because look, this doesn't justify invading countries. It doesn't justify the innocent people that it like that lives are getting lost in Ukraine and it's not, uh, it, it's not the elite ones that, that are losing their lives. It's, it's innocent people that are just caught in the middle of this power structure between two superpowers. But you can see countries like China, India, Saudi Arabia, all making their own moves here and really pulling away from the West. I mean, I think they needed a linchpin. Uh, they needed something to happen. Russia gave that them gave them that excuse to do so, and it it's it's really showing that US is maybe not as powerful as they. Think thought and now these other countries such as australia are going okay what happens if something happens to us with ukraine this this could happen now um america's not just going to drop something and send it over to us so we have to slowly start building that relationship getting some of those troops here so they can actually come help us if shit goes down because now we can see that shit can go down Oh, you mean so the destruction of America from within has actually weakened us around the world, huh? Exactly. Funny right? how like, that who works. Knew? Yeah. Who, who, who knew? I mean, okay. you, like, like, look at the brazen things. Uh, like, Saudi Arabia is the best example with that phone call that the Biden administration made to them because they had to cover up and try to find uh, a way to get some more of this oil, right? Because they wanted to sanction Russian, Russian oil. Now, by them doing that, Country, other countries win out. Uh, India's buying, you know, discounted oil at the moment. They're buying it by the gallon, right? They don't care what Russia's doing, right? They're trying to stop their own uh, supply chain fixes. So India doesn't care. They're staying neutral. They're doing the same thing. Uh, China doesn't care. They're doing the same thing. The UAE, they don't care. And it's forcing uh, the, the Biden administration to go to places like Venezuela. Right, right. Venezuela. Uh, I mean, they've gone there already. They've met with Maduro to try to get some of those oil reserves. And that's where they're scraping the barrel now. Right. Instead of drilling here. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of self-destruction, the administration has... um, just signed a bill that was passed by Congress, uh, a spending bill, $1.5 trillion spending bill, plus a $13.6 billion in aid for Ukraine. Uh, mm-hmm. Biden just signed that. I mean, there's tons and tons of crap in this thing. And we're running out of time, so I don't even know if I can go through it all. This is supposed to fund the government through September 2022, just before the midterms, by the way. Man, but, this is another one I'm going to have to go through. That infrastructure bill about killed me. Yeah, $234 billion 
for agricultural and rural development, including the uh, expansion of broadband access, because if they're going to implement the digital ID, they got to, you know, be able to track everyone everywhere, even in rural areas, of course, right? 75.8 billion for commerce, justice, and science. And that includes- Wait, what, what's, what's the, hang on. So in relate, I haven't even seen this yet. So related agencies funding bill provides 234.2 billion for both discretionary and mandatory programs. What are the mandatory programs? For um, agricultural and rural development. Um, so yeah, it's, oh. it's not specific. I mean, this is a 27 or 2800 page so massive spending bill. So I mean, and it's all full of legalese, which none of us if you know, any layman tries to read it. It's yeah, you know. I'm actually pretty good at reading that crap. But what drives me nuts is like, so we'll see this, right? And this is probably is that who broke this down right here? Was this zero hedge? Or was investatopia? Uh, so they'll just break out a handful of key points, but they're not going to get down to the nitty gritty and the. Yeah, the you got to read between the lines. Yeah. But $75.8 for commerce, justice, and science. And that, some of that is going to go to, oh, yes, police and criminal justice reform, right? Right? We know what that means. And expanding their gun violence prevention efforts. And we know what that <laughs> means too, don't we? Right. And then, of course, billions going towards their climate hoax agenda. Um, $728.5 billion going to defense. Some of that funding is going to go to the DOD for reporting extremist activities. Hmm. Uh -huh. Who are the extremists they're referring to? I know who yeah. they've been referring to as extremists lately. So with 300 pe million for the Ukraine security assistance initiative, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's those people that attack juicy. They're the right. ones that are going after. Yeah. 25.5 billion, partly going to election Hang security on, grants. Oh, I'm going to have to look at this when we're done. Yeah. There's so much in here, but I did want to point this out. 5.925 billion for the legislative. This is for Congress to give themselves a 20% raise, right? And so they're explaining here, oh, we, <laughs> their argument is that they needed that boost in order to sure, ensure lawmakers can keep and attract prime talent for their staff because that mm. lawmakers are full of prime talent these days, right? Oh yeah. So, so their manufactured inflation won't touch them. Nope. Exactly. While all the rest of us have to maintain stagnant salaries or um, income and have to fight inflation, Congress is able to give themselves a 20% raise with our money in order to be able to offset that inflation that they've created. And so here we are with $30 trillion in debt, adding <laughs> another $1.5 to mm. that and billions more going to Ukraine. I mean, it's very clear once again that the D.C. Uniparty is spending money that they don't have, digging the debt hole, which was already at 30 trillion, much, much deeper where they'll never be able to repay it. And they're simply trying to just bleed us dry and siphon everything off before things inevitably come crashing down. I mean, it's sure. just really the controlled demolition of the U.S. dollar, as you were kind of referring to when you talked about how the petrodollar is now in question since Saudi Arabia is considering accepting the yen for Chinese oil cells. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
Yeah. And I think we also had, and I got to go quick because I'm missing a conference call right now, the, uh, the EO that I still haven't yes. had two seconds to read. Yep. Yep. So, and this plays into, because they know their Ponzi scheme is coming to an end, they have to switch over to central bank digital currency soon. And that's why Biden's executive order last week placed the highest urgency on researching CBDCs. But they've also got to crack down on crypto in order to roll this out, just like China did before rolling theirs out. And the economic war against Russia is a perfect excuse in order for them to do so, so they can blame Russians for hiding assets in crypto. I'm going to go scroll down here to part C here. It says... Uh, we must mitigate the illicit finance and national security risks posed by mis misuse of digital assets. Dig mm. Digital assets may pose significant illicit financial risks, including money laundering, cybercrime and ransomware, narcotics and human trafficking and terrorism and proliferation proliferation financing. So basically they want to go after crypto before rolling this out. And then I'm going to scroll down to. And, and we've been covering this for months that this was all coming. Um, and we said a few weeks ago, we were just, we've been waiting for this EO to drop. Yeah. So here we are. Sovereign money is at the core of a well-functioning financial system macroeconomic stabilization policies and economic growth. My administration places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment options of the US CBDC. Yeah. So highest urgency is the quotation to remember there because they know their time is short. Biden has given um, the treasury department, I think six months, to um, report back on their research into the CBDC. Um, but it looks like- I see they're excited about their pilot programs that mm -hmm. the Digital Dollar Project will launch with our multi-stakeholder community. Who are the stakeholders of that? Hmm. Right, they already have the Digital Dollar Project promised five pilot projects, which will be kicking off in the coming months. Well, they already finished uh, MasterCard. I already reported on MasterCard and Visa already ran their pilot programs. So, so they're all set to rock and roll this out. Yeah. And so Biden's given the Treasury Department six months to get their research together. Um, some are saying that may be extended depending on how long, you know, it takes for them to get their everything in gear, but they're definitely pushing it through quickly. Yeah. Yeah goodness yep lots going on let's keep our eyes on <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we had to cram a ton in this week and didn't really get much time for talking about like you know what we can all do to manage inflation in our own lives and prepare in our own lives and um you know yeah, overcome about that next week yeah we should sure. in my defense i fell asleep he fell asleep. In <laughs> all did. of our defenses, we forgot about the whole freaking daylight savings time threw us off. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. That gets uh, us every time. Are they going to stop that? Are they officially going to stop that? Has there been a bill no. put in yet? No, I think they actually signed a bill to keep it going this week, if uh, I'm not <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I just God read the headline. Thing. I didn't read into it because I just, yeah. Other, <laughs> so many other things going on. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap.
yeah, thanks guys All for right. joining us this time on Dig It with the speaker, myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.